Hey, it's America's Supermom. Thank you for joining me on my podcast. This series is the Corona Chronicles. I created this so that we would have an outlet of positivity in the midst of a lot of negativity. You know what I'm talking about. All the news, the fear around this virus, um, how it can affect us, um, what the new normal is looking like, and how so many things have changed that a lot of people feel like um, it is the end of the world, so to speak. So this podcast was created so that those of us who have hope, who are willing to move forward with this new normal and uh, innovate new things that will help us to be creative and positive, that is what this platform is for, for us to come together and share that positivity and that light with those who may need it. So if you're interested in sharing your insight, please reach out because we can never have enough positive news. So sit back and enjoy the show. Hello, hello. Hello, how are you? Good. So glad that worked out. I tell you, you know, with this internet, you just never know how things are going to work out. So I'm glad we were able to uh, connect you on the platform. Okay. This is my first time using this, so awesome. it's something new to learn. Well, I'm glad because I'm telling you, you got a great story. So it's a great tool to minister to people, you know, and it's free. Okay. Yes, so, I, and it's it seems like it's pretty easy to use as well. It is okay because I'm just on the other side. I send you the link. Everything is already uh, on this platform. It automatically records, and uh, they once the recording is published, they post it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all the platforms for uh, podcasts for free. Oh. Okay. I am on this. (laughs) So, um, and then like if you have voice memos or anything, I don't know if you've done that in the past, you could just upload any kind of audio if it's in the right format directly to the Anchor app on your account and it could load them as podcasts. So if you have any other audios before. I was thinking about doing, I've taken a 30 day hiatus Mm-hmm. off of social media platforms because I want to record five minutes five on five on Friday because my book is called I have I got five on it right and I wanted to do just five minutes of each chapter on Fridays oh yeah you can do it girl this is oh, it yes. okay oh, so you can practice you know um Get it going, girl. I'm telling you, say, so now if I can do it with 15, you definitely can do it, okay? Girl, <laughs> we, are, we are a family of five over here, but we've started to go our ways. Hey, we've I'm telling Air you. We've got Air Force, we've got one going into the Army on the 10th, we got college, mm-hmm. and we have one that's a um a scout in the United States. Um, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's we have awesome. One. Yes. Okay. My goal was to never have them stay home. My goal was to always hey, have them see the I'm, world, you know. I'm with you, girl. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ever going to see an empty nest, but you know, we can always keep dreaming, right? 
<laughs> one can be optimistic, my friend. <laughs> so true. Okay, because my youngest is six, so I'm like oh. from six to thirty. Okay. Oh, and, okay. Uh, yeah, no twins, all single births. They're like eighteen to twenty months apart. So really, yeah, nine girls and six boys. Really, so, mm-hmm. what is the gender of of the six year old? A girl. So my youngest girl. two are girls. Yeah, I have more. Yeah, the girls just outnumber the boys, but yeah, you know there are a lot of work. These last two were just blessings. I had to have C section with them because I was over forty. So okay. they're Faith and Hope. That's their names. But um, the other ones, they they all are special. You know, it's all like I said. We have ten of them still at home. Eight of them are going to be doing this e learning again this year. Bless um, your whole entire mm-hmm. soul. You hear me? (laughs) From the bottom of your feet to the top of your head. But the good thing about having that many, they can help one another. Right. It is. It's been a blessing, girl. They have my business has been able to thrive during this time because they entertain each other. So for that, I'm grateful. You know, God knew what He was doing. You know. Lachelle, what's your business? Uh, You know, I'm a coach. So I uh, overcame depression. I was depressed for a period of 13 years and uh, not the depression, you know, in the bed, you know, because it's like we have been conditioned, at least where I was raised, you know, hey, you don't have any problems. You just whatever needs to be done. You need to just just put on your big girl pants and keep doing it. Right. Mm hmm. And um, that fake it till you make it society. Look, wearing masks, girl, Mm -hmm. forgetting who you are in the mirror, crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that happened. And during that time, I was hospitalized three times. Oh, wow. So, um, after my last hospitalization, I just said, you know what, this is crazy because I was an only child. So, I never. um, Oh, wow. That's yeah. That's a complete paradigm shift. Complete. And so I was really focused on, you know, my mom was one of 12. And so she was very um, education conscious because that was her way of leaving humble beginnings because her parents got a divorce when she was a teenager. So she was the third oldest, helped raise her siblings, and then went off to college. And so that was her way. And so she just really instilled education in me. And, you know, I just started seeking those outward awards, validation, and thought, you know, well, I just have a family. I could do the same thing if I work hard enough. And, you know, just not taking into account life and what you really, what your limits are, you know, thinking I could do it all. And, you know, got had a rude awakening. So, after my last hospitalization, I just said, you know, I'm the common denominator. <laughs> I had to quit blaming my kids and husband mm-hmm. and take some accountability. So from there, I um, went on a fast from social media, stopped watching the news, and um, really dove into this period of personal development and created my own strategy that overcome the depression and then maintain it. And so um, after I did that, you know, just doing the coaching and everything during this pandemic, um, you know, those, the strategy I have is like coming out of something. It's really pretty much after you already know you are depressed. 
So during this pandemic, I was like, you know, people need something before, because in my case, even with my hospitalization, you know, my husband was the one that sought intervention. You know, I still didn't even really know the signs because I was so busy running on empty, you know. And you you uh, thought empty was normal. Exactly. Survival mode. Mm -hmm. Just can't even think, really. And so um, I said, you know, women need something to be proactive. They need to have a check-in system, you know, with themselves and know what some of these things are that are kind of sending them on this downward spiral. So I created a smile for wellness movement. And so the smile is the acronym and the pillars are sleep, your mood, your inner voice, laughter, and energy. So if you notice any of those areas are, you know, at a deficit, you know, it's something for you to start being aware of and saying, hey, I need to call a friend, you know, get a therapist, a coach or something, or even do your own research, you know, look it up on Google and begin to figure out, you know, my mood for the past three days, I haven't been in a good mood. What's going on with me? Look it up and come up with some strategies to be proactive to switch that around. Because areas, yeah, can definitely help you. So yeah, I really love the fact that you are making that Mm -hmm. an okay place for women to go to. Mm Because I truly believe, like I grew up where women, you were hurt, you heard older African American, older older black people saying, "That's a crazy doctor." Well, don't nobody right. go in crazy. She need a crazy doctor. Or she crazy. That was mm-hmm. what the word that they always use to describe everything. <laughs> right. Or you weird or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, for many years, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even know I was an artist. I was told by my cousins and my sister, one of my mm-hmm. sisters, so many times that I was weird or you can, you acting like Punky Bruce or you crazy. Don't nobody wear that. Or don't nobody do that. Why you want right. to do that? Like, I was always a stargazer, sky watcher, mm-hmm. bell bottom wearing, you know, flower child. And in the African-American community, you're not allowed to be. Right. You do the what you you turn your head too far to the left or right. You ain't black enough. You're crazy. <laughs> you're it's weird. So true. You know, it's just yes. it's I was never allowed to be myself in my youth. And then even as I got to be an adult, I knew something was off a couple of times. I've been to three therapists in my life. Uh-huh. I had a lot of childhood stuff that uh I hadn't dealt with. And then yeah. a lot of adult rejection that I still held on to and gave me feelings of not enough. So when I would yes. step into different arenas, I would step into with a step into those arenas with a less than attitude, which yes. in results would it would dull my shine and turn mm-hmm. down my turn down my presence in those rooms because I felt like I wasn't supposed to be there based on the roots of rejection that I was still holding on to from my early 20s which is crazy so so true and you know it doesn't help that um you know we feed into that we do it's like you know for me I was like I'm the only child and I always excelled academically so you know I knew that if I needed something I had to work for it and do it myself so to think that you need help when you have a family 
that just wasn't on my radar. I thought, you know, I must be doing something wrong because I should be able to manage this. Mm. You know, you really have that independent mindset and um, it's just crazy. You know, now I'm just like a 180 girl, okay? It's so funny because my kids are like, you know, I used to be just very, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm not competitive for them, but I have learned to allow them to lead themselves. You know, Absolutely. rather than me being behind saying, you got to do this, you got to do that. It's like, it just is so much easier to let them determine what they want to do in their life. I don't care how old they are. If they start expressing an interest in something, nurture that gift. But I was so busy being caught up in me and my story that I couldn't <laughs> even see what they were dealing with. You see what I'm saying? I I, I, I totally do. One time, mm-hmm. my mentor, his name's Art Leslie, God rest his soul, he went on to see the Lord uh, mm-hmm. not even a year ago. I remember oh, him sorry. asking me, thank you so much for saying that. Mm-hmm. I remember him asking me, like, why are you working so hard? I said, because I want to give my kids everything I didn't have. He mm-hmm. looked at me so seriously and asked me a question that I never will forget. He said, how you know they want it? Right. So all of the stuff that I didn't have is stuff that I wanted. <laughs> I, I, you know what I'm saying? My kids just need for me to be present and to love them. So because awesome. when I was working, I was falling in the house like a drill sergeant. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. do this, check that, go this, do that, take a bath. Okay, go to sleep. You know, right. clothes laid out. let me check that. Do I need to sign anything? And then, Instead of just saying, how was your day? Exactly. Uh, that was you know? me, girl. I, I mean, it was no room for laughter. Oh, you no. know, uh, except if it was not scheduled. I mean, if it was scheduled or something, you know. But it's like during the week, hey, we got to get business done. And then my husband would be the only one working. He worked retail, so he's out all the time. And then he was in the military. He was an officer working, you know, uh, weekends out of a month. And then he was a pastor. So it was like, Lord. I don't know how I am supposed to do all this stuff. But, you know, that the issue was I was trying to be the God in the situation instead of letting uh, God do his thing. You see instead of letting God be God. I, <laughs> exactly. I, I a period of my life when I was doing everything. I love ministry. I started doing ministry 15 years ago, and I just fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. But at one point, it was an idol for me. Yeah. And... I didn't leave people any room for error, any right. room for doing stuff wrong. I would have a vision. I would want that vision to be right. That t-shirt better not be wrong. Right. Put them flowers right. I say that that period of my life, I was serving the damn Lord. <laughs> I wasn't serving the Lord. Right. I was serving the damn Lord, and I ain't have no time for that grace and love. And that laughter, girl, you better sit down and do this job right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know that's right. You know, and this is the thing, you know, we are putting people in this judgment seat and, you know, we judging them and it's like, who are we to even, you know, he says he who was without seeing cast the first stone. I was like, you know, let me sit down. Let me learn to walk in your grace and have grace towards others. I mean, that just is a game changer. And then he told me after I got out of the hospital, the last time he's like, okay, so Jesus saved the world 
And, um, you know, nobody could do what he did. And he had 12 disciples. So hmm. why are you, you thinking you could do it by yourself? <laughs> you better preach. I said, you know, that got me quiet real quick. I said, okay, Lord, you know, you got lots to show me. And uh, I'm an open book at this point because the way I was trying to do it was not working. At the, at the point when Jesus put, take your chin and turn your head to the mirror to look at yourself, you'd be like, okay, Jesus, <laughs> let me put all this down and pick up your cross because it's light. <laughs> and what I'm carrying is it, it weighs tons. It weighs tons. Yes. Playing Holy Ghost Junior was never a job designed for me. Like, tell me about the it. The Holy Ghost don't need no assistant. Like, right. seriously, he the Holy the Holy Spirit is the assistant. If right. we let it assist, you know. Yeah, and I just think the whole thing of not being tied to the outcome, you right. know, and the the story that comes to mind for me is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, girl, you better stop. I just they, you know, they said my God can deliver us, but even if He doesn't, we are still going to serve Him. So they were willing to die. They knew that ahead of time, knowingly. Look at what God did. I mean, he he preserved their life in a fire mm-hmm. so hot. My friend Toy and I were just talking about this yesterday mm-hmm. about how this world and people mm-hmm. can turn up the fire so hot and think that they're going to burn one thing. But mm-hmm. usually it's the people who trying to turn up the fire to get burned because <laughs> right. the people who set the fire so hot, they're the one that perished. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was straight. They were That's good. <laughs> they came out not even smelling like smoke. Not even smelling like smoke. And had time to commune with the Lord. Because they said me? they saw four people in there. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, so, I do. But just the whole, now I understand that because it's like, Okay, Lord, they are willing to follow you blindly because, see, we had to, they died to self about, I don't care how you deliver us, even if you do deliver us. We love you that much that we are not going to forsake you. See, that's they didn't even put up a fight. Didn't even put put up up a fight. fight. That's the way we, that's the way we have to be. You have to because this uh, African sister of mine said when she first came from Africa to America her mom said be careful be careful because that country will squeeze you this country will squeeze you and squeeze you and prod you and the devil's petted children will come up on you you have to just go with this thing with the mindset of one of my quotes in my book is some people got a lot of hell in them, so you got a lot of hell out of them. Right. Hugging some of these folks nowadays is like hugging, bear hugging a porcupine. Right. And you got to go in for the hug anyway, you know? <laughs> you just You do. know, put on some armor, girl. You know what I'm saying? If you put the, on you, some armor, you The do. full armor? <laughs> you know? And look, while you're playing, we might have a few porcupine pieces sticking out. You know what I'm saying? You hear me. I'm talking about on the side, in the front, and the back. Them leftovers. <laughs> them residuals from the back. <laughs> yeah. So right. true. 
You that right. is a good thing, though. It's it's the truth, though. We got to remember that, you know, because um, they have that. What's that one saying? You could be so heavenly minded that you know earthly good. Yes. You know. Yes. So it's not about us, you know, separating ourselves. You know, that's why I do my little Facebook lives and I do a scripture, and it's like, look. I'm telling you this word for myself. Yes. Y'all just going along for the ride because if I didn't need this scripture, I don't need to be here. Okay. There ain't nothing else for me to do because he left this for me to get myself together. But you know, we read it and I'm saying I'm victim myself. Used to read the word. Oh, you know, sister such and such. She need to hear this. Let me call her and give her this scripture. You know what I'm saying? And the Lord said, what do you need to know? You know, like you read about foolish stuff and we always the hero. You see what I'm saying? That savior (laughs) complex. Right. And I'm like, so where am I being a fool? You know, the Lord told, told me to start asking different questions. Okay. So where are you a fool? You know? You might not be a fool with uh, how you talk, but what about your eating habits? What about yes. how you spending your money? You know, yes. I just said, yes. Lord, I got work to do every day. I don't have time to be thinking about what somebody else is doing. Because if, if once God show you, you, you'll realize, oh, I'm the worst of all of these. Like, mm-hmm. seriously. Mm-hmm. I think that it's it's hard. It's easier for us to look at other people than to look at ourselves because with other people we can criticize and talk about all the things that we they need to change but if we Uh look at ourselves we realize dang it's me that gotta do the changing (laughs) oh man is it my turn seriously so true and i learned that like i said it was a hard lesson took me three times to learn it uh, being in the hospital, but I said, you know what, Lord, hey, praise God, it I, it was three times that I learned. It could have been more than that, you know, baby. And, uh, three strikes you out in in the ball game. It was exactly just that, like six. right. Mm-hmm. I, I praise God that you learned it, and that you're willing to be transparent enough to tell people about what you learned, and to allow right. us to learn from what your mis- your mistakes, some of the things that you saw. It's Mm -hmm. red flag. Some of the things that kept you down. The Chinese Mm -hmm. proverb says, if you want to know the road ahead, ask somebody who coming back. And I really feel like (laughs) that's good. It's good. It's one I stand on. I mean, people, that's why the Bible teaches about older women teaching younger women and, and, and young, you know, all of us learning from one another. That's what's the breakdown in our communities right now. We're not talking anymore and we're not talking mm-hmm. anymore because we're not sitting down at the table for dinners anymore. And right. that's where our community is breaking down because I'm from the South where folks used to get together on Sunday and eat and you talked. I'm mm-hmm. from the South where people had to sit down at the table at six o'clock and eat dinner. Now everybody right. on their phones sitting in chairs gems are dropped at the table hospitality is not just my degree but it's my superpower and passion because when you have people in your home if you can make a person feel comfortable walls Mm -hmm. come down foundations are built and conversations are had that heal that expose that teach Mm -hmm. you know that he Mm -hmm. like if you can talk something out that's been heavy on you you leave lighter Mm -hmm. and when people at the table those guards are let down Mm-hmm. It's so important as women, our houses are our ministry fields. 
I don't, mm-hmm. and people right now with COVID going on, and people are saying they're tired of being at home, they're getting cabin fever. But if we do our houses the way that mm-hmm. we are intended to do them, you want to go home. I love a vacation, but Lachelle, I can't true. wait to get home. I don't care you where right. I am. I'm ready to come you home. You right. You are so right. And I think, um, you know, it is just really the foundation, you know, if, and people who are, uh, you know, in a relationship with Christ, they need to be mindful. You know, God says, hey, the first thing he would tell people, you know, before stuff was about to go down was get your house in order. You hear me? <laughs> See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Get your house in order. Get your house we, in order. He has helped us eliminate any excuse about getting your house in order. Right now, get your house in order it might look a little different than what he was talking about back then, but there are still some mm-hmm. very close similarities to what he was saying. Like, mm-hmm. your home is your refuge. If if you right. are not a good steward over that, mm-hmm. then how do you expect for God to flesh you any further? It's people won't right. you won't keep a one bedroom studio clean and tidy, and won't have nobody mm-hmm. over to entertain them. But you wishing for a mansion. My friend, mm-hmm. that is not going to, you, God is not going to bless you past what you can handle. And I don't think, right. I think we want to be able to handle things a little bit more than we really can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So true. You know, I, I was listening to a podcast the other day and the guy said, um, you know, you can have whatever you want in terms of, you know, working, collaborating with enough people. But he said, some of you are trying to leave your job and you're not ready <laughs> because you can't handle the responsibility of what it means to be a business owner. And this is true. Everybody wants to be a boss. Buy all the alkalades. You see what I'm saying? And then how are you going to maintain it? That's you know, good. you're just creating bills and stress for yourself instead of earning those things as you go. I mean, it's just so profound, the things that we do. And then, you know what I'm saying? yes, and owning these businesses, sometimes you go into them too quick and you don't know about business taxes. You might get right. all those things you desire, but then IRS going to take it right back because you didn't pay your taxes right. right. You wasn't aware of it, that. You didn't have an attorney and, a, and, a, and an accountant to help you through those right. things because you weren't in a position to hire those people to help you be aware of these pitfalls of small business owners. Mm-hmm. Honey, let me tell you something. I thought for sure I was going to get this food truck. I had a little bit of money saved up. Mm-hmm. I I put my my cart before my horses. I had mm-hmm. a, big, a taste of taste fundraiser where people could donate towards it. Fell flat on my face because I wasn't ready. I was no more ready than a man in the moon. I was mm-hmm. still working on my business plan when I had the event and got scammed on eBay. It's just so many things things happen. Right. And I realized I was not prepared for that. I wanted to have mm-hmm. this business to pass on to my kids. But if you make a food truck, a real food truck investment, you're making about a hundred and fifty thousand dollar investment. And the reality right. is. My oldest went to the Air Force. My two of my sons went to the Army. One of them went to college, and I got a daughter here who would not do that. Like so, 
What was I doing that for? <laughs> I was doing that for me. Right. So true. You know, uh, somebody else was saying that ambition is for me, but a vision is for we. Ooh. So when Ooh. you have vision, you know, you recognize it ain't something you can do by yourself. Mm-mm. But if you talk, call yourself being ambitious, you know, it's all about you and what you got going on. And that ambition is not going to sustain you. you no, know? it isn't. <laughs> so, I mean, I just laugh at some of these proverbs because it's like God tells us this and we just think, oh, well, I'm going to work around that. I'm going to jump over that. I'm going to cut through here. I'm going to do this. And, you know, you end up even further back than when you started. Yes. Talk about two <laughs> steps forward, five steps back. Right. And then want to blame God. You see what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, now he even told you the way to do it. Mm-hmm. And you definitely, I mean, it just reminds me of me being a teenager. It's like, you know, yeah. your parents tell you stuff. You try to get past it, go around it. And you still end up back. But beneath where you started okay? beneath asking God why <laughs> when you should have been asking God what exactly exactly so this is so true but yeah so we we sitting up here we didn't had half the interview okay I'm sorry <laughs> this is good though because this is topics that really it's real talk but yes. we need to tell everybody what your name is and um you know, we got acquainted because you were on the Girl on Fire. You did a Facebook Live uh, about your book. Yes. I got five on it. So, you know, I was so impressed with your story. I love your energy, uh, which is quite obvious. We'd have been talking for like 20 minutes before <laughs> the interview. So. <laughs> so I'm probably just going to go ahead and keep this and not edit it out because the content was really good. But yes. So tell everybody a little bit about, you know, how you got the book. I got five on it. My name's April Bodie and mm-hmm. I got five on it was a book that it was supposed to be a Christmas gift for my oldest daughter. My 24 mm-hmm. year old Ivana, she is in the Air Force and she has been a lot of places, but is currently stationed in the Middle East. And I said that I wanted to give her not only some gifts from home, but my voice. We talk mm-hmm. a lot, but I was, I just wanted to give her something to hold in her hand that she could have. So I started writing down different things that she would call and ask me about. It's in my closet. Different things that she would ask me about, different recipes and mm-hmm. different, how do you get this stain out of that? Okay, mom, now what was that thing you told me to always keep clean? Just different things that she would ask me about. I wrote all those things down because I realized one day, not only will I not be a phone call away, but I'll have great grandkids. And I want mm-hmm. them to be able to have conversations with me because if, if aunties are extinct in my age, at this mm-hmm. at this stage, I can imagine they'll be like uh, dinosaurs by the time exactly they get to be older. So I wrote this book down and it's um it's called I Got Five on it. It's practical just practical wisdom for those who who will heed it and just a hug around the neck for those that need it. It's mm. five uncommon courtesies, five foundational cleaning agents, five hot spots to wash, five mm-hmm. things to keep clean, five kitchen gadgets, five simple recipes, and five original quotes. My hope is that what I got five on it is to this generation. It's the same thing that five dollars was to my generation. Just a little bit of change mm. that went a whole lot of way, long way. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I love that. And uh, so you said there was five foundational troops. Was that one of them? Five foundational cleaning agents. Five foundational. Okay. So let's go over that because I don't have the book yet. Okay. So, um, but you, when I think you guys covered like some things to clean or something. Five things, the things to keep clean. We cover keeping your circle clean from those filthy states. Okay. Well, um, one is Dawn dish detergent. Dawn okay. dish detergent is a is a soap that was formulated to wash dishes, but it can do so many other things. It can. Mm-hmm. My kids have got Vaseline in their hair, and I did everything I could to get it out, but would nothing strip their Vaseline out. But Dawn, because it's got a grease oh. agent, a grease cutting agent in it. Dawn mm-hmm. can get stains out if you get a stain in something. If you put Dawn on that, rub it in real good and let mm-hmm. it sit, then wash it. Dawn gets it out. It Dawn, it does mm-hmm. so many things. It can be used as like a clarifying shampoo. You can use it to oh. clean your sneakers, clean your <laughs> shoestrings on your sneakers. You can use it for lots of things, but of course you can use it to wash pots and pans. If you have mm-hmm. a bathtub that's extremely dirty, it's because your mm. body has oils in them. You can use that Dawn to cut that grease and clean that tub like you've never seen it clean before. Girl, that's good. Okay, yes, so I that will. one's good to know. All yes. right. And vinegar. <laughs> vinegar is, okay. is, 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 is it's a super thing. It can be used to disinfect surfaces. If you dilute it, it can clean mold. It can mm. tackle uh, all kinds of surface things like E. coli and surface bacteria if you happen to fry something in your house and it smells bad you can use vinegar to remove the odors uh mm. vinegar can remove odor from clothes like if you have a kid that plays sports those sports clothes sometimes no matter how much you wash them they just have that underlying funk about them mm-hmm. but if you put them in that washer and soak them in that vinegar and then rinse it and then wash it you'll get those that that funk out of those clothes you can use it oh. For stains, like on um, on your uh, teeth, you can use it for stained feet. Mm. Like sometimes you wear shoes or you walk outside and your feet get stained. You can soak your mm-hmm. feet in that. It'll bring those mm-hmm. feet back clean at the bottom. If you get toenail fungus, you can put a, uh, you have to do your measurements on your solutions, but you soak those toes in that um, vinegar. It can remove that. Some t- toenail fungus is so bad. You have to get oral medicines or either topical medicines to go on it. But if you catch it early, vinegar can ca- uh, tackle that too. You can use apple cider vinegar to clean mm. dandruff from your scalp. You put it in a squirt bottle, you squirt it on there, put a shower cap on it, let it sit. Mm. It removes like dandruff residue. You can use um, apple cider vinegar diluted as an astringent for your face. Vinegar mm. just, it's, it's just a superpower. It has so many uses. It's worth, it's worth buying and exploring because it's so good and it's cheap it's really cheap right right and so you know a lot of people you know this is the thing we get away from the uh you said it's foundational right so it's the whole thing where we get away from the foundation Mm -hmm. we start going after the shiny new counterfeit well um you know uh people in increasing the price and doing all this and you can just go to the basics, right? Yeah. We just say, oh, I don't want the basics. It's plain. It's simple. It's no it power stinks. in it. You see it what I'm saying? It doesn't smell good. Yeah. But if something smells really good, oftentimes it's just covering up the odor. It's not cleaning. This it. is so true. It's not cleaning. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, you can use vinegar to clean mirrors 
and glass. Mm-hmm. That's old school. Mm-hmm. Um, the third one is laundry detergent. I just feel mm-hmm. like as long as you're going to have clothes, you have to wash them. But right. where laundry detergents are concerned, they're not all created equal. And some of them have way too many perfumes and dyes wow. in it. So they will break a child out or even an adult with minor skin issues. So, I mean, detergents like all free and clear, they're reasonably priced and they usually work for everyone. And um, Mm -hmm. you will need some type of something to lighten your clothes. Bleach, you can use that to make them light, light, lighten them, or you can use bleach or Clorox, um, the color guard things, but you do need Mm -hmm. something in that washer, OxyCleans and things of that nature to make things lighter, or you can just Mm -hmm. take care of them on the, on the, front end where you never have to do things like that to them it's just a way to wash and I think that big mama them like they're out of the picture but my Mm -hmm. grandma you had to wash them clothes a certain way and not only that they had to be hung on the line a certain way because if they wasn't you had to go take them mugs down and rehang them but (laughs) yeah I mean quickly but a lot of people right now not only do they not know what type of laundry detergent to get they don't know the process of washing whites versus colors versus light colors versus delicate you know hand washing Mm -hmm. it might seem like it's a lot harder than it is but if a fabric says to hand wash it it's so easy to hand wash something in your sink than to keep replacing those hand wash items you know Mm -hmm. and if you know you don't have if you don't have money for dry cleaners look on those tags don't buy stuff that says dry clean only because that those type of clothes ain't for everybody (laughs) that's another issue now is that not like buying the uh name brand purse and no money in it or buying the car that's so expensive and you don't know how to maintain it buying the car that's so expensive (laughs) and you can't even afford 93 gas (laughs) so true right so this that's the same thing it's like we need to be going back to our clothing if you can't afford to make take care of it well then you might be thinking you're getting a deal for $10 or whatever, but it's going to cost you a lot more over the life of the uh, clothing with just the dry cleaning cost. Yes, just to maintain that fabric and all that. You have yeah. to know where you at. Like you, right. you might not be in the you might not be in the on the level of that fabric and that type of material yet. But the good thing mm-hmm. is fashion is subjective, the simpler the better. You have mm-hmm. to wear things that are in your financial bracket. I have mm-hmm. paired something from Nordstrom's with something from Walgreens and got a lot of compliments. <laughs> exactly. you know? Walgreens will Me. put a dress out there for you, you know, <laughs> belt it, mm-hmm. put on some cute sandals and let it go. So Fashion true. is subjective. You don't, if you have mm-hmm. to have a name brand to feel like you worth something, that outfit is not the thing you should be spending money on. You need to be spending the money on somebody to help you talk through your issues that's in your head because there is no no outfit expensive enough to give you your worth now. Amen. Amen. And, you know, I really got lost with that myself. My my worth was tied to how well I was, you know, the pastor's wife or, you know, the mom who was doing everything right at the class field trips, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, oh, yeah. it, it's I've been so there. you're giving your power away because, yes. you know, you're letting other people determine what that worth is. Yes. You know, you could be feeling good, but if they don't agree, 
then you go home feeling bad. That's crazy. That's guess crazy. That's why we should surround yeah. ourselves with people who celebrate our differences. Mm-hmm. Not so don't true. surround yourself with people you gotta have the same thing in order for them to accept you because mm-hmm. that's not a table you should be seated at anyway. Surround yourself with people who celebrate she is different, he is different, they dress different, they present mm-hmm. things different because if it was all the same, that's just boring to me. So true. I mean, we have so much richness that we, you know, we limit ourselves from yes. because we want to try to be like everybody else, you know? Yes. So um, these were some good things. So now talk to us about, you know, just even having this book, you know, because a lot of times people, you know, they have that voice about something that they need to do. And they have that fear of, you know, is this really me or you know, um, what, you know, is this really something that I really need to be doing or, you know, cause to write a book can sometimes be a daunting task for a lot of people. They never seen themselves as a writer. They don't think they have anything valuable to write. So for somebody who's listening and is at that space, what advice would you give them? I would say you're going to know if you are a writer and you're meant to write that book by your level of commitment. I truly believe that everybody has a story inside of them. Some people, our stories are meant to be told. You know, we're meant to stand up and tell them to people. Some people, our stories are just meant to be lived for people to sit back, watch and see. However, some people's stories are meant to be written down. I think that everybody's not a writer, but there are so many ghost writers out here and so many ways to get that story out of you. That if you truly feel like that's something that you want to do, I say stay consistent. Stay consistent with it. Do what you can to tell your story. Write it out. Like with I got five on it, I had journal pages after journal pages. Those journal pages mm-hmm. got hopped on my Mac. After it hopped on my Mac, it was sent to an editor. I've mm-hmm. written short stories and things like that. And to be honest with you, five, I got five on it was supposed to be for one person. God made it for everybody else. I have a book that I'm writing and have been writing that there are several chapters on my computer that I haven't released it because it's not done. Mm. My biggest thing is allow yourself to be done when it's done. I got five on it. Mm-hmm. My editor had to tell me April don't change anything else. Cause you about to rewrite your book. You're done. It's good. It's solid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I learned a I lot from that. it. You know, Mm -hmm. so I think sometimes we have to give ourselves not only permission to start, but permission to be Mm -hmm. finished, too, because we are our worst critics. We keep saying, they need this. I got to do this. Get a second set of eyes you can trust. And you can't trust every eye because Mm -hmm. some people will steal your material. People lack not only do people lack integrity but some people lack creativity and instead of them asking you can you assist in this creative process can I pay Mm. you to help me with my creativity they will just steal yours because they like integrity so Mm. if you know you can't trust nobody don't get their eyes on it find somebody you can trust and let them put their eyes on it and say hey this is good or hey you need to change this you can do better on this and be willing to accept the criticism because we grow from that we grow mm-hmm. from that because if you always write, you Jesus, and I ain't met Jesus yet. <laughs> no, <that's> you know, <laughs> that is so true. Now, so you know, just in us talking, you know, you have definitely got that confidence about knowing who you are, what it is you stand for, and you know, you have that clarity about um, what your mission or purpose and things are. So. 
for somebody who is trying to get there, you know, what would you say would be the first step for them? Because during this time, they've had a lot of time to reflect. A lot of distractions have been eliminated either Mm -hmm. by choice or being forced to. So they want to do something different, but what would you suggest them to start with? Start where I feel like you started, and it's also where Mm -hmm. I started. I I detox. I remove myself from social Mm -hmm. media. Before this book was born, while I was in the transition phase of my labor with the book, I uh, I removed myself from social media and all social and all just outlets where I could um, broadcast. And I just completely tuned in to God and myself and what I was trying to do, because in order for you to move forward with whatever project that you have going on, you have to be willing to disconnect so that you can be poured into by God, because all those things are distractions Mm -hmm. and distraction is the destruction of you in slow motion. And I think that's the first thing they need to do is just to remove themselves and to really connect with God thing is, if you decide you want to be a chef, disconnect and cook. If you decide mm-hmm. you want to be a speaker, disconnect and speak into the mirror. If you decide mm-hmm. you want to be a coach, disconnect and, 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 and find your smile, you know, find your mm-hmm. own acronym, coach yourself. And then mm-hmm. you can offer things to people because a lot of people are prematurely bringing these gifts out. And when you have mm-hmm. a premature child, they have problems. They have mm-hmm. respiratory issues. They barely can breathe. They have things where you can't have them around other children or they'll get sick. They have a mm-hmm. risk of dying. So the thing is, we are birthing premature dreams. Mm-hmm. And they're dying. They're getting sick. They're not being able to sustain because we are not carrying mm-hmm. them to full term. And in order for you to birth certain things, like your dreams and things you, that God has for you, you really have to disconnect, detach, and just go into hibernation with God in that thing so that you can have a a, a, a full term, live, right. healthy birth of those things. That's awesome. I mean, that I just love your analogies. Distraction is destruction of you in slow motion. Slow motion. This is good. <laughs> that is so good. So, you know, what is it that you do that keeps you grounded, you know, in terms of, you know, we got the news. It's talking about, you know, we in the end of the times. We got 5G conspiracy, coronavirus, all this different stuff. So how do you, what's your routine to kind of keep you focused during all the stuff that's going on? I, I, I read and I write mm-hmm. and I connect with older people and younger people. Mm. It's like I have a couple of older people that I can just go and sit and talk to. Even with COVID mm-hmm. going on, I try not to disrespect their space but I could go and sit on the porch you know mm-hmm. and with my younger people I have a little niece who is fire <laughs> she is mm-hmm. fire when I spend time with her and watch the world through her eyes because Tupac said um I've been thinking lately I've been wanting to have a baby so I can see a side of me that wasn't always shady mm. I think that the kids show me being with them Helped me to see my unjaded side, my side that was never hurt, my side that 
don't have mm-hmm. to side out, folks, because I already know what's coming. You know what I'm saying? And music, mm-hmm. music heals me from he, music, music, praise music, old school, school music. I'm a hip hop mm-hmm. kid. Uh, I, I, I can always listen to some, just some good music and just really express myself. And I walk, I walk every day at about mm-hmm. six o'clock or five, six o'clock and just, you know, just commune with God because nature is nature has mm-hmm. everything you need if you get out there in it Amen. and allow it to do the, the things that it's supposed to do a lot of people claim they don't like being outside mm-hmm. you 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 can get really close to god out there and hear mm-hmm. from him you know if you mm-hmm. just get out there so mm-hmm. i i do a lot i have I, it's a lot of it's a lot to me so i have to do a lot to keep me you know mm-hmm. and i love that i mean you know we have to be so in tune with ourselves that we know what we need. You know, so for so many years, I'm so busy looking at other people, telling them what they need. And I'm over here, uh, you know, cup empty, you know, I'm beat down, but thinking that I got myself together, you know? So knowing who we are, what we need, how we need to be maintained is key. Mm-hmm. To really uh, developing and you know really nurturing those gifts that we have inside of us. Yeah. So, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you and to get your book? Um, to get a hold of me, I am on a little bit of a hiatus, but I'm on um Facebook. I'm April Bodie and mm-hmm. Earthy Auntie. That's E A R T H Y. A-U-N-T-I-E on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm earthy underscore auntie. And mm-hmm. my email address is earthyauntie at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a person, if you are a person and you're listening and you just think that you need somebody to talk to because everybody needs somebody to talk to, you mm-hmm. can also just pick up the phone and call me. You would have to definitely send me a, a text message and um, say I got five on it. Can we talk? Mm-hmm. And my number is 256-665-6549. I feel like I was sent here to hear people, to mm-hmm. see people, and to mm-hmm. feel people. And that's what I want to do. That's what I have decided I'm going to do until the Lord calls me home. Because there is no, there is no greater, there is no greater honor than the love on God's people. And he is very clear Amen. about how we should treat orphans and foreigners. And mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I don't listen to anything this world has to say because it don't feed me. And it is, it, the world has no place to put me. However, the Lord has a final resting place for me if I'm faithful Amen. until death, you know? Amen. That is just awesome. Well, you know, we definitely are going to have to have you come back again. Yes. When- you're done with your next book and it's like, hey, you know, uh, and even just coming back, I have a Facebook group and having you on on a Facebook live because, like I said, the things that you talk about, you know, even just the whole thing of common sense principle oh, that we goodness. have gotten away from. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, so and definitely just empowering women because, you know, knowledge is key. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if we don't talk about it, we, then it doesn't exist a lot of times. So yes. we have to be mindful of shedding some light on these dark places yes. so we can help people, you know? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. I totally agree. Each one, teach mm-hmm. one, seriously. And yes. many hands make light work. We just all need to put our hands right. to work. 
so that it can stop mm-hmm. being so heavy for our sisters because it, it it does seem hopeless when you don't have nobody mm-hmm. there to say go girl you got this keep going you know right. can I help you with something we put we 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 see we see our sisters and brothers on islands and we won't even offer them a boat to get back right. to the mainland I think it's our job as mm-hmm. children of God to to offer not only boats but rides not only rides yes. but on ramps to bigger roads and maps to get away and to and from us coming back from those roads, we need to be talking about it. Like they're trying to so Chinese Proverbs said. Seriously. So true. And I think that, you know, we're so busy trying to be something we're not. I know in my case I had so many masks. Yeah. You know, I had I was so busy trying to pretend like I had it all together. You know, yeah. we don't even wanna we can't see other people because we can't really see what we got going on. You better say <laughs> you know it. So it's like these are the real conversations that we need to have, you know? Mm-hmm. I totally so, agree. Well, this is this has just been a blessing. So I really appreciate your time, April. So glad that we connected. And again, I will be reaching out uh, to um, have you come back again because this is just some uh, golden nuggets, you know. And um, I think a lot of people can really glean from the things that you shared. Well, thank you so much for offering me a seat at your table, and I will be happy to come back and dine with you at any time. Have a wonderful, uh, wonderful evening. You too. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode. I really enjoy providing content that inspires and challenges us to be a better version of ourselves. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, please email me at info at lachelleadkins.com. You can also reach out to me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, or my YouTube channel. If there was something in this episode that resonated with you, it, it probably will resonate with someone else. So please share it. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. But those aha moments, those moments of really getting something and changing your perspective are very, very pivotal in having people um, change the trajectory of their lives. And so being able to share insightful information so that other people can grow is the easiest thing that we can do as we pay it forward. So again, I want to thank you all for listening. And if you have time, write out a review. Go to iTunes, Anchor, uh, wherever you can um, find this podcast on any of those platforms and write a review about um, what impact this episode uh, had on you, what you learned or whatever. Um, Any feedback is great because it just helps me to understand what content is really beneficial for those that are listening. So again, I want to thank you all for your support and taking the time to spend some time with me and my guests. And I wish you a wonderful day. Thanks for listening.